Welcome back to the Sideline Eye Podcast. Over the next few months, we're going to be looking back at some old Armagh games from the past few years, and we'll be joined by a special guest each week. This is our first podcast show in a few months, of course, and obviously there's been some great news in GA circles recently. So we look forward to previewing and reviewing all the club action in the next few weeks and months when it returns. Before the games begin, we're going to take a trip down memory lane and discuss some old Armagh matches to get us all in the mood for the return of Gaelic games. Today we'll be looking back at Armagh's 2014 season, which started with the brawl against Calvin in the first round of the Ulster Championship. Joining us to discuss that game and the season will be Armagh's captain from the day and current Armagh minor manager, Kieran McKeever. 2014 was the year of Armagh's glorious run to the All-Ireland quarterfinals where Donegal beat them with a late Paddy McBurdy point in Croke Park. The league didn't go so well that year, with Armagh being relegated from Division 2 and Calvin taking their spot having topped the table in Division 3. Kieran McGinney had just been added to Armagh's management team at the beginning of the year and was hugely credited for Armagh's turnaround come championship. We'll be discussing all these topics with Kieran McKeever and what his memories are of the Calvin game and what he remembers from the whole season. We'll also be checking in on his minor team and how they've been coping during the lockdown as well as looking forward to the county season's return in October. We'll now hear from Kieran McKeever as we discuss that 2014 season. Obviously good news last week that the football's coming back at the end of the year and you're the current Armagh under-17 manager, so what have you been doing during the lockdown? Yeah, look, you know, obviously good, um, good news coming out from Crow Park there during the week with the new roadmap in place. Um, you know, schools when the whole lot um, stopped. You know, we were, we were probably we were in the middle of our, our National League campaign at under-17 level. And, um, you know, and then since that, you know, here we are talking about 12 weeks. We, we we have been departed from each other, you know, and probably for the first um, four to six weeks, we, we did not, you know. Um, a lot of boys had a lot of school work to get caught up in, so we give the boys that time um, to to focus on their studies and get coursework done and, and tidy up stuff for that they had to get done for, for school. And then we um, just brought them into to wee groups and then we started to send them... Um, Challenges and different activities um, for the next uh, for the next six weeks, and to keep just keep them engaged with each other and keep them active, and currently just keep them doing stuff that that they had been doing um, previous to the lockdown. Um, and then when it does come back, then um, I think it's September time that the county teams are allowed to meet up. What will your training schedule look like? Do you think? 
Yeah, look, you know, I suppose they're talking that um, county squads can't meet until the 14th of September. Um, so between now and September, like, you know, I'm sure the Armagh County Board will be meeting to get um, juvenile and underage matches up and going. So, you know, our focus will be with them is just to try and get out and get as many games on their belt as possible, get back enjoying it. And then we will probably have a good idea of what our schedule will be with the arm on the, on the 17 squad. And by that stage, and then obviously we'll have to put a plan in place from the 14th of September. And, you know, whether they're going to run a, a provincial competition where, um, you know, where we were due to play in Monaghan on the 25th of April this year. And due to the lockdown, it was called off. And now we're down to play Derry before the Armagh senior game. Um, and whether it is if the GA goes ahead with that or not or just maybe they might go with a straight straight knockout championship and have an open draw which you know, could be good as well um, and so uh, I'll in the day to talk about this um, 2014 season um, and obviously you were the captain that year and just looking back on it that was the year um, Geezer come in as assistant manager to Paul Grimley yeah you know um, you know I suppose that year just like on a life of its own, you know. Um, you go back to the previous year before that, 2013. Um, you know, we got beaten the first round of the championship by Calvin over in, in Breffney Park. Um, we probably shipped a lot of criticism for that there that that day, and you know, probably would have personally hurt a lot of players, you know, from our performance point of view. You know, but you know, I think that was a year like you know, Paul Grimley tried to do things different. Within our man, probably at county level, you know, um, Paul allowed us to play club football the week before that Calvin game, and you know, and it probably probably backfired on on us, and um, you know, so you know, once we got um, we drew Calvin for the 2014 championship, and um, you know, it just gave us that wee bit of a incentive, and you know, it's not too often within the 12 months you get uh, put you get an opportunity to redeem yourself and, and, and play against the opposition that, that put you out in the previous year. And I know from the once Geezer came in that year to the assistant Paul, there was a great buzz about the county and there was a great buzz about the squad and we trained really hard and um, you know, we really were relishing that, that game, the athletic grounds. Um, and obviously that game's remembered about the brawl for the, at the start of the game, but we'll talk about that in a wee while. Um, McGinney, he was sort of credited for giving Armagh a more physical approach. Was that the way it was? Was Did he give an edge to the team? No, look, you know, we, you know, I wouldn't say, like, you know, he gave us a physical approach. That we always had, Armagh were always renowned for being physical and competitive, you know, but we probably had dipped from that in, in, in previous years to geezer come back in. You know, when we changed our training methods, um, geezer came in and Judy gave us um, coming alongside as well as our strength and conditioning coach and we changed the way we trained and you know we started to bring that out onto the pitch and you know we started to take a lot of the stuff that we were working on the training ground and, and, and start implementing it and, and really doing what we were asked to do on, on match days and you know in that year it, it, it reaped its rewards for us and you know unfortunately we fell short just against Donegal in the quarterfinals that year and um you know, and who knows what could have happened if you had, if we had to get across the line, and we weren't too far away in that day. Um, and then just your the league form was pretty poor that year. Um, 
he's were relegated from Division Two, um, so that that must have give you a bit of a, you know, leading into the championship. It must have been hard to lift yourselves. Nah, I don't think so. Like you know, probably throughout that year, you know, I don't think you know our league form was overly bad. Yes, we got relegated, but I think we got relegated on score difference at the end of the day. If if if, if I'm recalled right. Um, we weren't overly too bothered, to be honest, whenever we got... Yes, we were nine, we got relegated, but we had shown glimpses throughout the league and of what we were capable of doing. And, you know, and we picked up a couple of injuries along the way um, throughout that league campaign. And, um, you know, when we had everybody back, firing on all the cylinders for, for the start of the championship, and we were really confident going into that Calvin game in the Atlantic grounds. Uh, and then, obviously, off the league form and... Uh, just being relegated on what happened in 2013, you would have been underdogs going into that game. Oh yeah, like the, nobody was giving us a, a, a chance going into that that game. You know, we we kept really low key. Um, we um, serious training camps leading into into that championship match and and, and serious training camps uh, arranged by the county board throughout that 2014 campaign that you know that really brings the squad together and you know you're you're living with each other for two or three days and training two or three times a day on the pitch you know and all these wee things add up and we had a really good focus and some excellent training camps leading into that cabin game and we we got across the line and as I said, uh, it took a life after took a life of its own after that, you know. Um, and then just on the the brawl, um, what's your memories of it? What what happened from your point of view? Yeah, look, it's it's funny, you know. If you're led to believe from from the media um, experts, you know that it was all premeditated, you know, which is 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 completely wrong. Um, you know, I remember we were. We were in the in our huddle, um, getting ready, and Dennis Holliday was Paul Grimley and Geezer had spoke to us, and Dennis Holliday was just giving a couple of pointers at the end, and I remember shouting a couple of times, "We're ready, we're ready," and um, started to head to walk over towards the the band for the parade, and you know, and something just triggered in my head that I was going behind the the cabin flag, and I remember turning around to Brandy Donnie and going, "Follow me." And Brandy goes, what? And I says, just, just fucking follow me. And you know, Brandy gives you that glint of a smile and going, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and you know, and we just, I just went behind the, the cabin flag, and um, you know, and the rest of the boys probably were unaware of what was happening, and, and lined up behind me. And then you know, I knew probably at that point that I was directly in the fire line because the cabin players were all ready to come up the pitch and. You know, and, and stuff and things we want to kick off, but you know, it's and you know the the atmosphere after that walk around the ladder grounds was something to behold. It was it's something that you you remember, like you know. Um, but then something. on isn't it on the championship the home team marches on the outside. They they march on the crowd side. Um, so I think the, was the camera the, the Calvin flag was it on the wrong side or something? I remember that going on. Yeah, look, you know, suppose you know you. You know, we all watch a lot of football and go to a lot of football matches. And you know, when you get a home draw in the championship, you're normally always paraded um, the stand side uh, in, in your home venue. And on that day, the cabin flag was was on the the stand side in the letter grounds. And I just decided that I was going to go and stand behind it and ask the the woman that was carrying the RMR flag that day to, to, to come and 
and follow me as well. He said I'm doing the wrong position and, and we're, we're meant to be stand side. Um, so and then the cabin, <laughs> woman holding the cabin flag, she wouldn't move. So and just just snowballed from there. <laughs> um, and most importantly, who won the row? Oh, it wasn't like you know. There's probably a, there's probably a lot made of it. Like you know, um, there was a lot of stuff going about that you know, as I said, that it was premeditated. And I think Martin Young only after kicking maybe ten points the previous year before that against us, you know, and he ended up getting a broken hand in the melee. And there was a lot of uh, tension put to that saying that we premeditated to target him. But whenever everything was released and all videos were shown. You know, Martin Dunn broke his hand punching Jamie Clark twice in the head on the ground. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, so it's it's just something that that happened at the spur of the moment, and you know, it's it's something that I definitely don't regret doing is lining up behind the cabin flag, and it's uh, something that I would do again. I would have the opportunity. And then into the actual game, Kian, did it have much effect once the ball was through in? No, not really. Like you know, remember. Um, He's on Paul Grimley coming out to us, you know, whenever it was happening and got us back in and you know, we like we were really focused as a group. But you we had Chav and Rattle at that stage. Um and you know, we just went and I remember Geezer and, and, and Paul saying, Look, just carry out what we're, what we've asked you to do over this past six, eight weeks and you know, we just went about our business in a professional manner and we really put Calvin to the sword that day and um, you know, and they had no answers for us. You know, and you know, probably was the uh, reflection on the team that you know we that we once that whistle went, we went we went about our manner in a professional way and, and got the result that we were there for. Um, and how big a win was it? You know, for the rest of the season, obviously he's went on a, a win and run after losing to Monaghan the next day out. Uh, how big was it to get that win, get over the line, and then to push on for the quarterfinals? Yeah, you know, it was it was massive. Like, you know, as I said, like there was a lot of attention, a lot of detail drawn towards us after that incident, and you know, all this talk about the media was really hammering us for being premeditated, and you know, and we just galvanised ourselves. We didn't speak to the media. You know, we just had this focus of that it's us against the world, like you know, and and you know, we wouldn't do any press media stuff, and we just kept our heads down and worked really hard and, and just went at it just really went at that 2014 season and um, you know we, we possibly should have had Monaghan beat in, in, in the first match in the Ulster semi-final and you know and they chinned us in the replay to be fair to them and then we beat Tyrone the following week and we knew once we got over that Tyrone game and in Oma that anything was possible and I think we went on uh, a couple of weeks on the spin we, there was common and stuff like that there and a lot of overnight stays, a lot of training camps, and I said all them together, staying together in each other's company really are beneficial when when you're in that environment and, and on the road, and you know, and just winning was was massive, and just give that team um, huge confidence and belief going to um, going to Crow Park. Um, and that sort of siege mentality has had you know blacking out the media and not talking at press conferences and stuff was that. Did that sort of bring the team together better? Yeah, look, you know, I suppose it's, it's the same in every environment. Not not everybody probably agreed with it, you know, but it's something that we that we that we talk um, and we just did, you know, like there's there's boys that would have been probably given out that we should be talking to the media. County board was actually given out this, you know, that 
you know, we weren't um, going to these um, press conferences and speaking to the media, but it's just something that we felt we had to do as a team, and we did, and we and we all stuck to it. And 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 you know, as I say, the rest is, is history, like you know. Um, and then the aftermath of that Calvin game, I think is it was it Andy Mullen, Brandon, and Kieran Toner had been suspended then for the next day. Yeah, we had we had a couple of suspensions for leading into that into that uh, first 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 morning match, you know, and you know we had a damn boys in the pitch. You know, I've no doubt that we would have got across the line, but we still still at that point we still should have got across the line on, on, on our first occasion against them. Um, you know, and you know, and then we had the boys back for the replay and back for the own game, and we went on a on a run that year to the All Ireland quarterfinals against Donegal and Crow Park and. You know, we should have put, we could have had Donegal put to the sword as well, and you know Donegal beat us, and then eventually went on to win the All Ireland. Um, and that that year was sort of, it sort of stuck out in everybody's mind of the the fights against Calvin, and then there was ones against Tyrone and Donegal as well. Was that sort of? I know you said the Calvin one wasn't planned, but was there a idea against Tyrone or Donegal that you could physically? Outdo them, or maybe you didn't want to show weakness, or what? What was it? Yeah, look, you know, it's probably, you know, it's probably part of us as a team that we wanted to, to make a statement and, and have an identity, like you know, that we weren't here to be walked over, like you know, because you know, probably from our last Ulster win in two thousand and eight, you know, teams didn't respect us or fears no more, and we wanted to get that back and install that again within our squads and install that again within our ma. And you know, and that's probably something that we really did, like we honed in on that. You know, if if anything happens on the pitch, you know, we're all in, like you know, and um, you know, and, and just take it from there that we weren't we weren't going to take a step back. If anything, we're going to take two steps forward. And you know, obviously, you know, it was never like it's you know, you talk about them games and it, it was all Ulster games. These happening, like you know, and all Ulster games are competitive and and, and edgy and fiery. And um, you know, and there's probably a lot more made out of them than that should have been. You know, if that was Kerry in Dublin, they probably wouldn't be aware about it. They'd be talking about they're manly and they're competitive and these things happen in football. But whenever it happens between Ulster teams, there seems to be that different perspective from certain pundits. And you know, and it's probably a case of so Donegal and Tyrone and Calvin's so different than us. You know, they wanted to stand up for each other as well and make a statement as well. And and try not to take a step back, and you know when these things happen in in, in Gaelic football, and they'll continue to happen for the next hundred years, <laughs> regardless of what people think. Like you know, um, I'm not Donegal game, Ken. You were on crutches that day. Yeah, uh, you know it's probably um, you know it still annoys me to be honest that the way my season ended that year. You know, um, I remember talked about you know we had. And numerous um, training camps that season, and, and remember one year we were going down to we went down to it was actually before the fourth round match um, against Mead, and um, the week before that we were in um, Loch Erne in Fermanagh for a training camp, and we had an in-house match on in Brewster Park, and you know, and you talk about the Throne game in Ferry and the Cavan game in Ferry. This this in-house match was. Probably trumps them all. Um, you know, it was really competitive. It was off the scales, and we had an outside referee and a referee in it. And numerous times he was going to walk off the pitch. 
stop refereeing it. It, it. it was that far, you know, because we had everybody, we, looked, we really had everybody chopping at the bit. And um, I remember leaving Brewster Park that day, driving back to the family wedding and saying to myself, Jesus, I'm feeling really good here, leading into next week. And um, training on the Tuesday night, uh, told to plant the fascia on, on the bottom of the foot. And then that was that was my season over. Like at, at that point, like you know, um, it took it takes 21 weeks to recover from it, so 19 to 21 weeks to recover. And um, I was catching a kick out, turning and planting the the push off, and um, something popping in the bottom of the foot, and I just hand passed the ball off to I think it could have been Andy Marlin coming off my shoulder, and. Paul Char was just directly in the A line at the far side of the pitch doing rehab runs with somebody, and I called him over. And it just goes, "This sounds completely strange, but can you pull anything on the bottom of your foot?" And he just says, "Yeah." He says, "Get up and get into the rooms." So that's how you at that point. Once um, once Jamie tells you something out there, you're not in a good place. So um, yeah, it was hard to stomach for a couple of days. But I knew that I had to be positive um, around the squad for the rest of the week leading into the, the mead match. And, you know, at that point, I knew my season was over. So, you know, my job after that was to just encourage the boys and keep them positive and keep, keep them driving and, and doing what they have been doing. That must have been difficult to be given, like Armagh hadn't been in a quarterfinal since 2008, I think. It must have been difficult for you um, to be so positive for a week that you know, no one you want going to make the game. Oh yeah, look, you know, it's it's yeah. Don't get me wrong, you know, when when I was isolated on my own and stuff like that, there away from the squad, it was tough. And um, but you know, once I came into that environment, that at um, six o'clock on a Tuesday and Thursday evening, and then when we met up on a Saturday, you know, my like my attitude had to change, and you know, it had to be positive around the boys and just encourage them and and. I carry out whatever role that I felt that I had to do on on training sessions and on game days, you know, which is maybe just chatting to defenders and stuff like that there, and um, just keeping boys really positive and, and engaged in the change rooms. Um, and just finally, then, Kieran, what was your your memory of that year? What's the standout memory apart from getting injured? Obviously, maybe something more positive. Yeah, it was just. You know, it was on probably one of them years where you know, and from you, you go from the the early two thousands, you know, and I said our last loss to win was in two thousand and eight, like you know, and from two thousand and eight to that two thousand and fourteen, I thought that was really the one time where the team was really had really all bought into what we were trying to do, and you know, we and I believe we got the rewards of it. We just come up short against a very good Donegal team in, in 2014, you know, and then, you know, so it was just one of them seasons where everybody gave it everything they had and really went after that year and, you know, we weren't too far away and, you know, and then as things happen, boys get older, injuries start coming and then, you know, the, the couple of years after that, you know, it's, it's a change of a new team and I think that, you know, we're, we're seeing that, that bond and that togetherness in this current Armagh squad now that we had in, in 2014 and and hopefully they will, will get the rewards uh, from that. That's great, Kieran. Thanks very much for talking to us. So it was great to hear from Kieran McKeever, who gave us an insight into Armagh's mindset throughout that 2014 season. 
Thanks to Kieran for accepting the interview, and thanks to all those who have tuned in today. As you are well aware, we are now on Spotify, so make sure to follow us, the Sideline Eye Podcast, on Spotify. And if you haven't already done so, make sure to follow the Sideline Eye on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to all those who recently entered our Facebook competition for the jersey. Congratulations to Reese McGee from the Sean Tracy's Hurling Club in Lurgan, who won the jersey. To celebrate the return of club action, we'll be doing another jersey competition later on in July, so make sure to keep your eyes out on our social media pages. Thanks once again for tuning in, and we'll be back next Wednesday, where we'll look back at some more old Armagh games with another special guest. Thanks, and we'll see you then.